Hello and welcome to Revolutionary Woman. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Maureen Hitipio. Maureen is a community leader and founder of Single Moms Indonesia. With experience in office management for over a decade, a background in public relations, as well as being a former public relations manager, Maureen used her experiences and skills to develop the community she founded. A Facebook-certified community manager, she's one of the first few people who received this certification from Facebook and was involved in creating the program with the Facebook team. In 2018, she was recognized by Facebook as one of the 115 most inspiring community leaders in the world. She was selected to join the Facebook Community Leadership Program, a year-long program where she received knowledge, skills, tools, funding, and support to activate Single Moms Indonesia in new and innovative ways to promote positive and lasting impact. Single Moms Indonesia was formed in 2014 as a community for single moms in Indonesia to come together and support each other. This closed group provides a safe space for members to share their stories and experiences, as well as learning from various empowerment programs designed to help its members rebuild their lives. Welcome, Maureen, to Revolutionary Women. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you, Tess? I'm good, thank you. So I'd like to start by asking you about your background um, and where you're from so people can, you know, who are listening get to know you as well. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is super, super exciting. Um, I'm from Jakarta, Indonesia, and um, it's... Um, we are like um, over 12 hours difference. We have uh, some time differences between yes, us, but for sure. it's, it's, it's so awesome that, you know, we uh, can connect and have this um, talk we're about to have. So I'm super, super excited. Thank you. I'm glad that you, uh, you feel that way. And it's funny because we met through World Moms Network. Um, yes. And I thought that was really a great way to connect with other women, other moms. Uh, and mm-hmm. when I read about your story, I was like, huh, this is, I've never heard of the organization you founded. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I read that you were in public relations for a long time. And it, was yes. that something that you like doing? Uh, it's actually something um, that I went to college for. And, um, but I didn't exactly um, get into that field after schooling. Um, I actually did a lot of um, like secretarial work before I jumped into the public relation role. Um, but I feel like my journey has been paved by my past experiences to finally do the public relation thing. And it really helps me um, managing my community today. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really grateful for all the experiences that I had. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I think that's amazing that you're able to um, go forward with what you learned from public relations to the community that you started, which is Single Moms mm-hmm. Indonesia. And yes, I, thank I, you. That's really that's pretty uh, amazing. I've never heard of Single Moms Indonesia. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that and how you came about mm-hmm. with that idea? Yeah, um, actually, uh, it started out of my own kind of need to have a safe space. Um, the community itself started, um, I created it first uh, in 2014 so it's been six years and but it took me a quite a long time to you know finally said to myself okay I'm just going to start one myself because since 2010 um, right before like a year before 
I think 2009, 2010, I was looking online here in Indonesia um, for a community, mm-hmm. for a support group, um, specifically for for single moms here. But I couldn't find it. So, um, you know, I joined some mailing list, uh, but it just doesn't feel right because um, here in Indonesia, and I think mostly in Asian region, um, there's a kind of like a different stigma um, surrounding the status of single moms mm-hmm. compared to say, single dads. Like for a quick example, um, single dads, uh, when they come and pick their children up, people will praise them like they're doing such an amazing job. Like, oh my God, you know, it's it, it's quite funny actually. And um, for single moms, we are faced with a lot of stigma, a lot of judgment from society. So I think that's part of the culture. Mm. So um, it took me a while to finally um, met some other single moms. And then I was invited at a launch book uh, for an anthology um, written by, I think it was five single moms. And then we were put in one room uh, where we did the book discussion and then the writers shared their experiences and the whole room just started crying and I felt like wow you know there's really a a gap here a hole that um you know that a community would fill um so after that event I went home and then that idea popped in my head again what if I started the community myself you know because now I've met this women and they're all single moms and we all feel you know we wish there's a safe space for us to come together to share stories to encourage one another um but it wasn't until like two years later after that launch (laughs) it took me two years to finally have the guts to okay let's just start this and then now today we have uh, close to 4,400 members. That's actually. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank were you, you, so were, you were you initially surprised that there were a lot of single moms in that mm-hmm. uh, in that event? Yeah, I was. I was actually. Uh, because of, um, like I said before, because of the stigma, a lot of the single moms still feels like they don't want to you know, be open with their status. They don't. They, they are not ready to come forward and says, "Okay, yeah, I'm a single mom." So, um, so f- to be able to be in that room and then feel the energies of everyone, you know, just coming together, supporting one another, and I was like, "This is what I was dreaming to have," you know, um, mm. for years, and this is what I want. And how can I take this energy and created something similar you know with with more people yeah, <laughs> yeah what, for sure yeah yeah well were you did you experience stigma personally as a single mom mm-hmm. yeah did. yeah I did I did I did um but I think um was it was, at, was at, it well was was it mm-hmm. um if you don't mind my asking was it yeah, uh, no personal what was it a familiar um, familial um was it from your family was it from your business that you <laughs> yeah okay uh, I think a combination of all of that mm. um, I mean when I especially because of my background I was the first one in my family who got divorced and I come from quite a religious background you know I have a lot of aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpas who are pastors are very active in church. So, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> so it was really hard, you know, telling them, okay, I'm getting a divorce, you know. <laughs> um, but I am. How, so how did they react? That, I'm sorry to interrupt. How did they react? Oh, that's okay. Uh, it took them a while, you know, to finally, I guess, accept that fact that uh, my marriage is over and there's nothing that they can do. You know, there's no, there's not enough marriage counseling that could ever fix something that was broken. So, um, but I think because my parents were really, really supportive of me, especially my father, I think they 
you know, get on board. But it took them a while. And and um, I completely understand how, you know, what happened also disappoint them, you know, let them down. But I have to choose me because it's my life, <laughs> you know. Yes. And then once they see how I process things, once they see that I managed to get back on my feet again, um, they... I think they kind of like accepted that fact and they stopped uh, giving me a hard time or asking me, you know, some really personal tough questions because Asians does that, you know, in families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, another stigma that I faced was with somebody um, that I used to work with in one of my uh, previous, in one of the previous companies. Um, at that time, I was a new employee and I was newly divorced. And then uh, they were making jokes. Some guys were making jokes and I was um, in a car with them and they were making fun of. Um, because Indonesia have a, a, a one word uh, for single moms and it just described the whole single mom um, as a spectrum. It mm. doesn't care if it's if it's uh, by divorce or if someone is a widow uh, there's just one word and this word have a really negative connotations and it's called janda j-a-n-d-a mm-hmm. and uh, they were making fun of that and i was like sitting very uncomfortably you know in the back seat and i'm like you know what i, I need to say something because what they were talking is really degrading you know they were saying that oh single moms they're easy you know things like that so that was really really uncomfortable so I finally said um, to those guys I said hey I'm a single mom and the way that you're describing a single mom it's very unacceptable it's very rude and it's not true I mean how would you feel if your mother become a single mom or your sister become one would you want other people especially guys to make this you know, remarks and jokes, that's, that's, that's not very nice, mm. you know, and, and yeah, and that, that was like, <laughs> well, go ahead. Go that, ahead. Was, that was my first experience of, um, you know, really coming forward to someone and um, telling them that that's not nice and that's not okay, you know, and, and to my surprise, they were like quite taken, I, I guess, because that's, the first time someone called them out on it mm-hmm. and um, they apologized. And I said, yeah, um, you know, um, I it's accepted, but I hope that you guys will think twice before you make this kind of jokes, you know, because mm-hmm. you never know someone what that your jokes um, may hurt someone else. So, and then since then they, 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 I guess they changed because we became friends in, um, you know, at the office and um there were no other incidents like mm. that so i guess in a way in a way it was a, a good experience but i was taken back by like wow how you know oh, i'm sure <laughs> how bad the stigmas are yeah i'm sure i mean especially if you were the only woman in the car surrounded by men yeah, yeah and yes. good for you for speaking up and for saying hey look Thank how would you, you like it if it was your mom or your sister yeah, and i don't think yeah. i mean i don't think i don't know them but I guess part of it, too, is it, it could have been a, a societal, it's a societal yes. view, as well as a traditional yeah. view, cultural view. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to break yeah. those barriers. Um, it's very hard, yeah. But because you spoke up, you know, it made them think. And, you know, mm-hmm. they probably said, oh, hold on, you're right, you know, because <laughs> they wouldn't like it if it was their own mm-hmm. family, their own yeah. you know, sister. Uh, yeah. And I think that's really, that's important. And, you know, Absolutely. so it's, it's really, um, I think that was amazing for you to do because you spoke Thank up you. for <laughs> other women, you know, who probably wouldn't have said anything, you know, or hadn't yeah. said anything in the past mm-hmm. or wouldn't think to because, you know, then they'd be viewed like, well, what is she talking about? You know? Yeah, yeah. That that I heard. I heard the exact same thing from a lot of our members uh, from the community. You know, especially that um, if they live somewhere in Indonesia, um, 
you know, where it's not a big city, you know, they live in remote areas. It's even harder for them because, like you said, it's it's so ingrained in our culture. I don't even know, like, since when this stigma started. Um, but it's it's just everyone is using them. Everyone is making jokes. They use uh, the status of single moms, the word. Uh, the Indonesian word for it, they even use it for cheap marketing gimmicks, you know, advertisement. Um, really? A few months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few months back, uh, I remember someone, one of our members reported to us. She said, hey, look at this picture. And then she sent a picture. It's a, a giant billboard um, of a housing advertisement. And it says, buy a house and get you know, a single mom. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so oh cheap. My you know, that is just so wrong. And it actually said um, that? It actually said that. Yes, it actually said that. I could send you some um, news clipping about it. it. It actually happened. And I was like, oh my God, you know, we're in 2019 at that time. And I'm like, and people still does this? This is just so wrong. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm floored, and I, my mouth fell open when you said that. I'm like, wait, isn't it like we're in the 21st century? And I don't understand. Exactly, exactly. But it's, it is like um, you said. You know, stigmas are hard to break. It you is, know, and it is and very it's unfortunate. Hard. But I mean, at least women are finally speaking out, and you yes. know, which is so important. But I, I am still mm-hmm. floored by the fact that there's a billboard, a huge billboard saying, oh, yes. buy a house, get a single mom. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, exactly, right? Wow. Uh, we were like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But it happens. <laughs> and <whew. laughs> Well, I, I'm glad that you are, that you founded Single Moms Indonesia. Did you find it hard to have... Um, women become members did you have any women who said we weren't they weren't sure if they wanted to be a part of this because of mm-hmm. maybe backlash from their families um yeah um we started um when when i first made the group um there were only three members including myself so i invited two other single moms and then they started talking and then invited um their own friends and it just grow from there. And then, of course, social media is very powerful. You know, our yes. Instagram have a crazy engagement, you know. Um, and I think being online, um, it gives the members or future members some sense of security because we do told them that uh, our Facebook group is mm-hmm. a private group. So it means that you're ex-mother-in-law or your ex-husband, they wouldn't be able to read what you post in the group mm-hmm. um, unless they join us, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we do have to kind of like reassure them about the importance of privacy and how we are protecting them. That's why we are very careful. Uh, we ask uh, future members to fill out a form before we accept them in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, just to just to be on the safe side, because uh, we understand that uh, for a lot of uh, the women, it takes real courage to, you know, join a community for single moms. Um, it's way out of their comfort zone sometimes. So yeah, um, we have to do a lot of um, awareness, uh, you know, information and. Um, telling them that it's okay and praising their bravery because it does take courage. And uh, the funny thing is, once they joined the group, once they participated in our events, um, well, right now it's uh, online events, but uh, we used to do offline events mm-hmm. um, once a month. And then once they meet us, they get to know us. Of course, the, the bond is formed and um, they trust us and then, they came back and tell us that funny now that I'm posting publicly that I'm part of your community, this community, people are saying, um, wow, you know, you're so happy with your single mom's community. Be careful. You might not want to get remarried. 
Oh, wow. It's like, um, okay, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting, actually. So, um, yeah. It, it, it is and, interesting and because the, the, it goes back to, well, okay, you're great being in this group. It's awesome that you're in mm-hmm. this group, but, you know, you mm-hmm. may want... You, you may want to be careful because you may <laughs> never get you may never get married again. Yeah, that's, that's and, and a weird way of thinking. Yeah, it is. It is actually so that um, so a lot of uh, our work online is especially um, on Instagram. We posted a lot of um, like you know stigma breaking facts. You know, like for example, when they say, "Oh, once you join us, you know, you don't want to get." remarried and we were like that's not what we do what we do is empowering single moms you know what they choose to do with their personal life of course is a personal choice Mm -hmm. and we are we never tell them hey no you you know you shouldn't get remarried Mm -hmm. don't do that Uh, we (laughs) (laughs) we, we, that's not that's not what we do so um yeah but um it's it's been interesting. <laughs> wow. Well, I uh, so have you had members who came in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then decided it wasn't for them? Oh yeah, of course, of course. And what um, would the reasons be? Would you ever would they ever tell you why they would leave or they would leave uh, and then that's it? We I think we had some members who left without saying a word. Mm. Uh, but then of course uh, we know that, you know, building communities, uh, we will meet people who may not feel connected to our cause or our missions. And that's perfectly okay. Maybe we're not for them. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they fit in another community better. And, uh, and everyone, you know, has freedom to make their own choices. Uh, but there was this one incident um, a few months ago uh, where... Because we have we have WhatsApp groups as well that we split into regional areas. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was somewhere in um, East East Java. I think it, uh, a WhatsApp group, and then one day um, one of the members there uh, mess, sent a message in the group and said that she's really down. She feels really sad. She wanted. She said she wanted to cry, and our culture in the group is we allow members to be sad. You know, we never tell them, okay, you need to move on right now because that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, so we actually encourage members to sit with their emotions, whatever they feel, you know, just accept it and get through it. Because emotions, you know, they change us all the time. So it's, it's not a permanent thing. So this, when that member said that you know a lot of the other members says oh yeah oh we wish we could hug you you know you you're safe here um just um hang in there you will get through this it was such a positive messages that coming through and then there's another member who i think wasn't really happy about how we do things you mm-hmm. know because and then she went straight on and she says you need to shut up you need to stop crying you need to blah 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 and then, and then that's when I step in I said mm-hmm. well every, everyone deals with their problems differently um if that approach works for you great but you cannot force the other members to do that and mm-hmm. here we allow members to feel with you know, whatever emotions that arise, says if they want to cry, let them cry. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, they try to pull themselves back up again after that, then we'll go. And, and, and um, this member, uh, this member, she wasn't too happy about um, my answer. And so she started attacking me and saying that the community is uh, making women weak because we let them cry and, you know, and it's not empowering (laughs) and yeah and basically it was chaos and then she left the group (laughs) abruptly (laughs) that's that's wow that's kind of like well um just because you didn't agree with her point of view Mm -hmm. yes and and whatever wherever she was coming from 
was not mm -hmm. where you were coming from. So exactly. And exactly. people are different, and, and, you know, and, and as you know, people absolutely. are, people have their own minds and, and, you know, mm -hmm. they can, they have to do what they need to do. But yes, absolutely. That's, that's really, <laughs> it's really empowering for you to step in and for, you know, for your group to say, look, you know, everyone deals with their uh, issues mm -hmm. differently, as you absolutely, said. Yeah. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with whatever they do, so long as it doesn't, you know, harm them or anybody else. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's true. And yeah, and it's one of the things that I'm very vocal about in, inside the community itself is for us to have empathy mm -hmm. towards one another because I keep telling them, listen, ladies, we have been judged by our status, you know, because of our status as a single mom, the whole country judge us. They make fun of us. They make you into a caricature on the back of trucks, you know, um, so we want to have a safe space where everyone just, you know, accept everyone, don't judge, don't, you know, be so hard on other members because um, because the, there's three types of members in our group um, test. The first one is widows and then uh, divorcees. And mm -hmm. then the third one is single moms by choice. Okay. Um, so they get married. And, I mean, they get pregnant, but they're, you know, not in a wedlock. So that's life is even tougher for those members because society judge and label the kids and you know a lot of them are being cast away by their family and parents because they got you know pregnant so we are we are very focal about that you know although there's three different types of members mm -hmm. in 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 our group in our house i call it mm -hmm. we're all the same we're all struggling with our own issues so empathy 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 <laughs> yeah, that, that is a huge thing have you yeah. have you had members have you had families of of any of mm -hmm. your members ever mm -hmm. attack you or your organization because of what you espouse of of your views and mm -hmm. I, I mean have you ever had any confrontations with the your members the families, families or mm -hmm. their yeah um, luckily, uh, no. <laughs> I'm so glad that we don't have that experience yet, and I hope uh, we won't uh, encounter that. But we are very careful, um, especially when it comes to domestic violence issues, uh, mm -hmm. because because it's such a sensitive topic, and uh, it could put our um, member in great danger. Um, so what we do is we partner with another community here, who are specializing in um, domestic abuse, um, they are a foundation. So mm -hmm. they have like connection to hospitals, police, and government agencies that help with these issues. So usually when there's a member that um, came to us and says that she's been abused, you know, sometimes... Um, the, sometimes the stories are so graphic, it's, it's really difficult just even reading those words. Um, we would refer them to um, the other community because mm -hmm. they know how to handle this better than us and they're more equipped. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what we do. I'm sure it has to uh, affect you and your members when you get letters like that or calls mm -hmm. from women who have been abused. I mean, how yeah. has how has the pandemic affected your members? Oh wow, it's um, where do I start? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's affecting a lot of our members. Um, I mean, even before the pandemic starts, um, I think ninety percent of our members are already not in a good place financially you know they have to struggle um, getting back on their feet trying to you know make a living for their children because a lot of um, the members that we have mm -hmm. um, most mostly they came from a stay-at-home mom background test like only very few have uh, you know was a working mom or you know have a career um, before their divorce or before 
their husband uh, passed away. So they're really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the pandemic doesn't help. Um, but we did, uh, I think it was the second month of the pandemic, uh, when we started to hear members getting laid off or getting... Um, oh, wow. Mm. getting put um you know on an unpaid leave so they have to you know really find ways to survive but the truth is um i think this is globally you know women has been amazing at figuring things out right mm-hmm. we are fighters so so if anything um i i see a lot more strength and resilience coming out of our members mm-hmm. during the pandemic and we do try to help we did a fundraising a month after no two months after the pandemic i mm-hmm. uh, think it was in may or april that we started and uh we managed to gather almost $7,000 that uh, we did a fundraising online and so many people just, our fundraising just blew up. That's amazing. So amazing. And we managed to help almost 300 members who were at that time, you know, being affected directly by the pandemic. And, and because of that, because of that fundraising, one of my good friends, um, who I asked because, you know, that's when the PR thing came in. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people here who are really um, successful and and they saw what we do with the community. And then I reached out to them and I said, can you please just repost our story? You know, we're doing a fundraising. And then one of them actually reached out to me and gave me this idea. And she says, um, she says, you know, I would prefer to help uh, your community member in a different way. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm all ears. I'm open to ideas, of course, you know. So we had a discussion and then she decided um, to give our members like kind of like a soft loan mm. without any interest uh, for, she did that for 10 people. So it, she gave like $100 each per person. Um, but she wants us to choose uh, members who have a small culinary business from home huh. or they're just about to start. Uh, so the pa- we created this program and uh, it includes that soft loan that the member can return at, the, at their own terms, you know, with, and they, they can, you know, tell us, okay, we, I, I'm going to pay you back like maybe... 10 times or six Mm -hmm. times it's however you know they can afford it and then uh, my friend also included mentoring because she's a startup um, figure in Indonesia so she do a lot of business coaching and everything so that created this program and and now we're on our second batch actually that's amazing (laughs) and that's that's really brilliant of your friend yeah. to start that, you yeah. know, because it's yeah. really, it's an empowering vision. It is. It's, you know, it's, it, it's very empowering. Yeah. She says, she says, just like in the Bible, you know, you don't, you teach them how to fish instead of giving them the fish. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. It's mm. so true. And, and, and uh, we realized that fundraising can only go so far, right? Because we right. have 4,000 members and there's no way we keep, we, we, can do that all mm-hmm. the time it's not sustainable in the mm-hmm. long run so you know doing this is a far more empowering yeah i think that's really a brilliant way to uh to have women like take the lead you know and as opposed yes. to as opposed to just being not that it's i mean giving something as a fundraiser that's a that's a mm-hmm. whole different ball game but if you yeah. give someone a chance, you know, to mm-hmm. make something of themselves, not even that, but just giving them the idea that, hey, you can do this, you know, I can, Absolutely. I can help you. And it's yes. not that so it makes them feel like, you know, they're not, they're not getting a handout. It's more like we exactly. believe in you. Exactly. I got, I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> uh, that's, I think that's, yeah, it's, it's really an um a very empowering way 
to to keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So let's move on to um, one of the things I read about you is that you were in 2018. You were recognized mm-hmm. by Facebook as one of the 115 most inspiring community leaders in the world. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you, how, Tess. Yeah. So how did that happen? What what was what was the background behind that? And mm-hmm. you joined a, a community leadership program from what I read. But how did that yes. all start? Was this part <laughs> of being in single moms? Uh yeah. Or I think a, was... as a result of single moms. I think it's a result of the community that I started, the Single Moms Indonesia, because I never even imagined that, you know, um, they would choose me because at that time, it's 2018, uh, our community is still quite small. And um, I can't remember one of my friends on Facebook actually shared a link, um, you know, to the registration form. And they Mm. said, oh, Facebook is doing this. Facebook community leadership uh, program and it's open worldwide and and I check on it and I'm like okay um, <laughs> I think it was like two days before the, the deadline and I'm like okay I'm just going to give this a shot it's a long shot by all means mm-hmm. but uh, you know I think it's I, I stumbled on it and I read it and I think it sounds amazing because what I after was their leadership program because I don't have any, you know, like official leadership background other than doing public relations. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's what, um, st- how it started. Um, I filled out the form and then I almost fainted when I got their email <laughs> and they said, oh, you, you passed, you know, you're moving to the next round, which is an interview, video interview. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was once in a lifetime experience. That's, that's, oh, I, and you never, you never thought that you'd be picked. No, never, <laughs> actually never, ever imagined and then, uh, of course, when uh, they flew me over there and I got to meet everyone, all the other 115 leaders uh, from 46 countries, I was, I was blown away because everyone is just so powerfully inspiring. Uh, they all have you know, big communities um, um, with so much impact around the world. So to be in the same room as these other leaders, I was like, oh my God, my imposter syndrome kicked in hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure that kind of fell away as soon as you realize, you know, it's not too yeah. bad. I'm here with all of these. And obviously they wouldn't have chosen you if you didn't, if they didn't think that you were qualified <laughs> or that you didn't deserve it, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, um, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine timing and the being chosen as one of the fellows in that program really came at the right time because I think, I think six months or so before it all started, I was actually thinking about leaving my community test because really? it's just, yeah, it's so strange because I felt like, oh my God, this is too hard. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And at that time, we only had 700 something members mm. and I was ready to give up. <laughs> and, and then uh, came this email that says, we are here to support you as a community leaders. You are doing great work. We want to recognize you for what you do. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what I need. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was amazing. It's a great way to validate your vision, you know. Yes. And and yes. to let people know that, you know, you there is there is a community that needs acknowledgement, you know, and, yeah. and validation and also to be seen as, you know, not a stereotype. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And yeah, the amazing thing is um, being chosen as one of the fellows, it actually uh, 
allowed me to share that experience with our group members, you know, in a way that it can encourage them as well. Mm-hmm. Because I keep telling them, I shared with them, I said, listen, if a brand as big as Facebook believe in us, why don't we believe in ourselves? That's the big question. And, you know, and, and that really helps, um, I think, inspired a lot of our members, you know, to pursue their passions, to get serious about what set their souls on fire. Because uh, for a lot of years before I joined the fellowship, I struggled between following my passion, which is managing the community, building the community, becoming a community leader, and uh, going to work full-time in a corporate as a public mm. relation. <laughs> so, and Two then, totally different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two totally yeah, different paths. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned is, you know, it's never too late to start over. Mm. Never too late to learn new things and follow your passion and your dream and your soul calling. So, yeah. That's amazing. I I love that, and that's really it's 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 heartwarming to hear, especially you know when you're building up a community of women who who is not seen as regular as as you mm-hmm. know part of the community when they are part mm-hmm. of the community they are the community, you know. Yes. And it has to be, and it's unfortunate that you have to keep validating that. But mm-hmm. in a way, it's good because then you're letting them know, hey, we're still here. <laughs> you know, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going absolutely. anywhere. Um, so, I, I, so I read that you have a son. And yes. how old and is he, how old is he? Uh, he's going to be 14 next month. Oh, teenager. So. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm dealing with a teenager so no. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that's okay. I had I had one of those. I mean, I, I have my daughter, but she's past that. <laughs> so, um, oh. but I wanted to find out is mm-hmm. how does he view you being, mm-hmm. you know, in this community, starting this community? Mm-hmm. What did mm-hmm. he think of it? And how is he now with you, like being so popular, you know, and and, <laughs> and talking about single moms? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't say popular, but, um, <laughs> but but I guess he's he's grown after doing this for six years. I think he's grown um, used to, um, you know, seeing me talking about it, or like since the pandemic, we we do everything online, so he's used to me saying. I'm going to go live mm-hmm. in like five minutes, right. so you need to be quiet. <laughs> you know, so so he's 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 uh, really good about it. And even before the pandemic, when we still have our regular monthly events, um, sometimes I would take him with me just so he would um, you know socialize with other children. Mm-hmm. So they they know that oh there are other kids who come from you know a different kind of family dynamics mm-hmm. than you know than what is considered normal here so he's used to that and he he did actually ask me a really deep question i think like a couple of years ago he because he and i we have our uh, bedtime rituals where we, we would just talk and chat about our day or about or about anything really and that one night he asked me he says mommy why do you care so much about single moms and I'm mm. like wow I didn't expect that coming from mm-hmm. you <laughs> so yeah I, I had to I had to explain to him because he sees the world a little bit differently you know for him you know, if you're gay, you're gay. He doesn't care about, you know, there's no discriminations in their heart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, children these days are very open to different things in life. So he really probing question, like, he really asked me, like, why? Why do society treat single moms differently? What's wrong? You know, that's not right. You know, and it was very critical about it. So I had to kind of like explain to him like okay this is part of the culture and um why i'm so passionate about is because for me just seeing one 
um, single moms saying that they feel empowered, that the community helped them rebuild their life. That's that feels like heaven for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I live for those little moments where they say, "Oh, just be- because I joined the community, I don't feel alone anymore." You know, I I'm more confident in myself now. I'm happier and things like that. So it's the little things, actually. Wow. So having to explain that to my son was uh, an amazing experience. <laughs> mm, I'm sure. And how old was he when you when he asked that question? I think he was like eleven or ten. Wow, that's pretty yeah. early. That, yes, that, 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 that's he's, really he's, yeah. <laughs> that I think that's that's I think that's wonderful that he uh, he expressed his views and and you know mm-hmm. by you telling him why you started this, he really mm-hmm. got it. I think, and that's yeah, really he, he did. <laughs> that's really yeah, kids, that's really beautiful. Days. <laughs> that's you. beautiful. Thank you, thank you, Thank you. He's he's always been such a old soul. I, you know, they would call it old soul because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he he would ask me the the most uh, deepest thought provoking questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's that's great because then he really knows why mm-hmm. you're doing this, and it's yes. not just because oh yeah, we just wanted to start a women's group. It's really about, you know, it's it's all about yeah. empowering other women, empowering other yeah, moms. Absolutely. And absolutely. I love that you bring him, that you brought him to an event or bring him to online, uh, offline events when, you know, mm-hmm. before the pandemic, because like you said, yeah. he was able to see there were other kids in a different yeah. family dynamic, you know, that's absolutely. not a regular family dynamic, which is really, yeah. you know, that that's... It's a great way to um, to open their world, you know, to mm-hmm. say, look, this is, you know, it's not just a one one idea thing. <laughs> you know, it's like different yeah, families absolutely. out there. Yeah, there are different families. And that's one thing that I miss is our offline events. <laughs> mm. Wow. And, and I love that um, you keep letting him be a part of it, even during the pandemic. You know, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's that's a great way for him to um, to know that whether it depending it doesn't matter what's going on, you are still, mm-hmm. you know, you are still out there to make sure women are taken care of. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's funny. He also asked me one question. Tess, he said, "Well, why did the the ex husband just leave?" Why can't they be, you know, responsible? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> so I, I try to explain it to him without, you know, without being very judgmental, of course, because it can get pretty, you know, heated um, discussion whenever we adults are talking about how easy it is for men here to leave their families mm. without without taking any responsibilities for the children, you know. So, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. But it, it reminded me, you know, like I still have a homework of raising, I wouldn't say a feminist boy, but mm. more like an, a very open-minded uh, young man, you know, mm-hmm. because our culture the, is very patriarchal. No, mm-hmm. I would never say that word's right. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't want him to grow up and adopt those kind of values because I want him to see women and men as equals, you know, that the gender gap, uh, you know, won't happen in his time, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that. And I, I think it's important to, you know, I guess, share the stories with him in a way so he knows that women do have it um, differently here compared to, let's say, America. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And even in America, women are still fighting for their rights. So. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, So I want to ask you, the um, so men in Indonesia, mm-hmm. do they, like you were saying, they do not have... They don't take the responsibility of taking care of their mm-hmm. children once they leave or, or once there's a divorce. 
they don't do that? I mean, um, sadly, uh, sadly, a lot of the cases that we heard and you know from our members who shared their own experience uh, with us, I would say only a few of the men um, are stepping up for that when it comes to that. The reason why is because even though when you get divorced in the court here and then the court decide, okay, the ex-husband needs to pay you know, child support and it's already on the court decision papers, mm-hmm. once the parties left the court, there's no way to enforce that. Really? We d- no, because we don't have a child support agency here. Um, so it's just basically papers and they could just, you know, uh, disappear or not um, not honor them you know, taking yeah not honor them exactly and and it's so difficult for the women because if they want to fight it then it means they have to take the excess and back to court mm. um, so sometimes it doesn't even worth the financial you know burden the extra burden for them to make a new case and then to demand the ex-husband to pay is if the ex-husband don't have the money, mm-hmm. then it you know it, it will be wasted money basically. So um, what we try to uh, I guess um, advise our members are choose your battle. If your ex-husband or if you come from uh, quite a wealthy family background, if they have you know assets or whatever that they can you know, fight for in court, then by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if not, then maybe it's best to, uh, we have a saying here in our group, we have, we have kind of, kind of like a, a little slogan that we joke around, but it's actually serious. We say loosely translated because it's in Bahasa. Mm-hmm. Um, loosely translated, it means uh, your blessings comes from God and not from your ex-husband. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, because the truth is a lot of them just, you know, um, forego their their responsibility, sadly. Um, and, um, I'm really surprised yeah. that you don't have a... Um, like you don't child have support a child agent. support yeah. agency. No, we don't. And um, yeah, I even talked to several lawyers here and I said, listen, I used to live in America and I've seen how effective that they're doing this. Why can't we have the same thing here? And then their answers would be, oh, yeah, because it's just, you know, it's not connected yet. In America, everything is connected, right? You don't pay child support and your driver's license or your uh, passport expired no matter where you go in the world they will you know freeze up your passport Mm -hmm. uh, for example but um here it's a different story (laughs) wow and then um, i think i'm kind of floored by that because then you're really you know for women who have kids and facing a divorce or face divorce then they don't they don't have anything um, to keep them going if the husband exactly. has all the finances. Yes, exactly. That's why um, that's why it's it's um, I mean, it's really hard to change that because of the politics and everything and I'm really not into the politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but we what we can do is, so we, we empower the women that they can they can regain their financial independence. That's mm-hmm. why uh, we work with um, some financial experts here. We do online classes on financial management for single moms and things like that. You know, just giving them tools of how to survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I told them, some of them actually asked me. They said. Uh, do you have any plans to lobby the government mm. <laughs> to change the laws? And I said, well, maybe maybe in the long term we can do that uh, once we are bigger and stronger and we have more kind of influence because it's it's not that easy to lobby the government. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, that's, oh, I don't know. It, it's like surprising to me that, you know, that you don't have enough support for that, you know, especially when there's the legal system could possibly help mm -hmm. you. But at the same time, you, mm -hmm. you're standing on your own, you know, until yeah. you can get to lobby, you know, with your, mm -hmm. with your, your government. And it's, it's not easy to do, I'm sure. But at the yeah. same time, how do you, how do you go back? How do you go forward from that? So like you said, thank goodness you have, you're able to provide, you know, your members with tools. Uh, to to at least get them started. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, glad I, I, that, that I you had that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, because of um, the nature of the community itself, I think um, we are more concerned in the basic survival mode of the single moms because we have moms who um, joined us and they said they don't have, you know, any savings. They they are living off, you know, friends or, you know, families. So um, I think it's really important um, that we can help those women at least, you know, may, we may not be able to help them financially, but we give them the tools of how to get back on their feet again. And um, once that they are secure in themselves, you know, that they... Um, manage to rebuild their lives then i think yeah we we can plan for the lobbying part <laughs> yeah I, I hear you i hope i hope yeah. i hope yeah i hope so because we do actually have some experiences where we were invited at the same event where there are government people and you know just us telling them oh yeah this community exists in indonesia and we are working on single moms empowerment um, at least it's at least it's a step in the right direction. I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully you've put hopefully. you know uh, some ideas into their heads. So yeah. that would be great. Uh, well, Thank you. Yeah, uh, hopefully. What, what would you What would you like to tell other women who may be going through what you went through as a single mom? Mm -hmm. You know, what would you tell them? You know, and how would you? I mean, what would you tell them in terms of? asking them to be part of your community? Um, I would say that um, asking for help is not a bad thing, you know, uh, because for centuries, us women have been raised to, I guess, shoulder so many responsibilities that sometimes it can feel so hard and so tough to ask help and um being a single mom you need all the help you can get yes you know? for sure it, even if it's just a kind ears you know to share to hear your stories your burdens you know just to make you feel like you are hurt mm -hmm. and you you're your pain is acknowledged. I think that matters, um, you know, and, and having that safe space um, with a lot of empathy is very important. And, um, and I'm yeah. glad that uh, we, we have our little corner in, in this universe uh, for the single moms, especially Indonesian single moms to come together, embrace one another, you know, supporting one another, um, I, I, I still get goosebumps every time I see them, you know, interact with one another, because to me, it's so powerful. It's so empowering. It, um, it makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> that's, that's all that you can ask for. You know, that's all yeah. that, you, uh, I mean, your vision definitely yeah, has, has opened up so many doors for all these women. That's, yeah, and I love that. I I, I think that's really important. Um, well, okay. So when you're not advocating for women and single moms, mm -hmm. what do you like mm -hmm. to do? Oh, <laughs> when you have the time. <laughs> oh, Netflix! I just <laughs> so, 
I know it sounds petty. And no, good, not at all. It's 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 um, it's fun. You mm. know, there's a lot of different shows on there, and I just can just get relaxed and just forget about everything else, or <laughs> you know, and even silent my phone for two hours and just mm. you know watch something. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm quite a homebody, so I'm I'm really happy. Um, just staying at home, being mm. with my son, my family, and enjoy a good movie or read a book. Um, yeah, and just normal stuff, really. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I love that. That's great because you know it, you need that. You need to unwind. Yeah. You know, you need yes. a way to to just relax and and mm-hmm. think about other ideas that you might want to create, which is great. Um, <laughs> So if, if I was if I was to ask you what would you like to be doing in five years, what would that be? In five years, oh, one of my dream. I think I, I already um, write it down somewhere in my journal. <laughs> in five years, I am hoping that our community can have our own um, building. Mm that we can use as a training center, as a daycare for working moms, because that's also one of the biggest issues that they have is how expensive daycares are here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, I guess having that one-stop place, you know, where members can sell their arts and craft stuff, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. that would be a dream come true. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That sounds really yeah. amazing. And, and Thank you. So if you were to go back, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, such a great question, Tess. Oh, wow. I think I would tell my younger self that she matters Mm. that she don't need to seek that love from outside um you know and self-love is real you know because um i i came from a background where i don't really love myself you know so i really want to tell my younger self that it's okay that your curls are fine that you know because <laughs> mm. almost all my life I, I strained my hair you know <sighs> trying to fit in with the society beauty standard things like that so yeah yeah I would I would tell her to embrace how she looks for real instead of trying to blend in and be like another regular Indonesian girl just like on tv or on you know, um, magazines, <laughs> mm. and, and yeah, and to love herself. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, you got you gave me goosebumps. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I got goosebumps <laughs> from your from your answer, and it's so true. And it's easy to forget to love yourself. Yeah, yeah. because you yeah. you know we uh, not maybe I mean women mostly, but everyone mm-hmm. you know I think forgets mm-hmm. that you know you're if you're taking care of others you're okay but you're not yeah. you need to remember yeah. to take care of yourself absolutely that's that's so important and i sometimes have to make the conscious decision to tell myself hey okay okay no you need to be time for yourself <laughs> me too i have to take my own advice sometimes yeah yeah and it's, it's you know it, it's it's hard because you're wired to just be a caretaker you know, yes, but yes. at the end I of the day, it's in our, D- yes. in our DNA, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> very true. But at the end of the day, you have to live with how you see yourself, you know, and, exactly, and it's so important. Exactly. Like you said, it's so important to recognize self-love, that it's OK yes. to take care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. I get goosebumps now. <laughs> no. Maureen, oh I, this has been amazing, and thank you so much for oh, coming on the you, show. Thank you, know. you for having me. Oh my gosh, I, I've learned so much about you and and from you, and I wish oh. you so much success with Single Moms Indonesia. Thank you, thank you. And I can't wait to hear more about it, and and I hope that you know when it 
when you have your building, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I would love to I have will you send back. you an invitation <laughs> to come here for the opening. I oh would love God. that. I would love that. <laughs> I would really love that. Well, yeah, thank you so thank much you for so sharing much, your time. Well, thank you so much thank for sharing you, your time. You. And I will speak with you soon. Yes, speak to you soon, Tess. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Maureen Hitipiu on RevWoman.com. I will be taking a break for the holidays, so I hope you'll tune back in on Thursday, January 7th for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening, and see you in three weeks. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. <laughs>